Football Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Italian Football Podcast. I'm Carlo Garganese, joined as always by Nima Tavali. And on today's show, we will react to another massive Serie A weekend. A massive one for Inter, who returned to the top after Juventus surprisingly dropped points at home to Empoli. Uh, Inter winning uh, a very close game against Fiorentina 1-0 after Juventus had drawn 1-1 uh, against um, Empoli with Eric Milik's early red card proving costly. Milan failed to capitalise on Juventus's slip-up as they drew with Bologna in a, in a four-goal thriller after missing two penalties. Lazio and Napoli played out one of the worst games, maybe the worst game of the season in a 0-0 draw while Atalanta continue their brilliant form to strengthen, uh, to move into fourth place, actually. Um, so we're going to round up also the rest of the Serie A matches, and we're also going to look at possible Serie A and Italian managerial replacements for Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool and Xavi at Barcelona. Both of those have announced that they are leaving at the end of the season, and we will also have our usual Baggio, Premface and Serie Ass of the week. For all our first-time listeners, this is our free weekly episode that we do every Monday, reviewing the weekend Serie A action and all the biggest talking points in Italian football. If you want to support the Italian Football Podcast and receive all of our content that we do throughout the week, including a weekly Q&A episode every Tuesday where we answer all of the questions from our patrons, plus the weekly Thursday midweek review show, plus interviews, post-match reaction and much, much more, then go to patreon.com slash TIFP and become a subscriber for just $2.99 a month plus VAT. And you can also sign up now to be a paid subscriber on Spotify. We'll provide the link in the description. It's the same price and the same terms. And for all of you who listen on Spotify, Apple and iTunes podcasts, we'd really appreciate if you give us a five-star rating, uh, give us a follow and a like. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Uh, we almost have 2,000 followers on YouTube now. Um, so give us a, uh, a follow on there as well. It really helps us to grow and do more quality content for you guys. So let's get into today's show. So we'll start off with the, the Sunday evening game, uh, the last match of the of the weekend. Um, Fiorentina against Inter in Florence. Uh, Inter win 1-0. Uh, a massive win for Inter uh, for, the, for the race for the Scudetto because after Juventus, who will come on to, could only draw 1-1 uh, at uh, relegation-threatened Empoli. This meant that Inter could win and go return to the top of the table, which they did. So they go one point clear. They also have a game in hand to go four points clear ahead of the game against uh, Juventus and the Derby d'Italia at San Siro this weekend. So it's looking fantastic for Inter. Um, in terms of the game itself, uh, I mean, this was a, a Scudetto winning grind of a win. Um, these are the kind of games that you have to win away from home when you've got players missing. They were out Berella and Chalanoglu in midfield and it showed. Uh, and you don't play particularly well. I think, to be honest, Inter are a bit fortunate to win this game. I think a draw definitely would have been uh, at least the least that Fiorentina deserved. But, you know, Inter, they 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 showed that, you know, winning against uh, against adversity uh, and this is what you need to win Scudetto. So it's a, Inter, it's a fantastic win for Inter and um, they now are in a fantastic position, Nemo. Yeah, look, I don't think Inter's position, uh, performance was very good. Um, you know, Chalanoglu and Barella both being missed. Well, it showed, like you said, it was obvious it was going to show. Uh, and there was always going to be a drop-off in quality. Um, but I think Inter created most of the 
best chances in this game. I think if you look at the clear-cut chances, the best chances, Inter created the most of them. Um, uh, yes, Fiorentina had most of the possession, but that was expected. Um, if Fiorentina didn't really create that many clear-cut chances, I think. I think Inter's defense was very, very solid, very, very balanced. Um, and they uh, Inter should have probably scored you know, missed missed a few chances. I mean, I remember the one with Carlos Augusto. I don't understand how he misses that. Um, but so, so I think it's, uh, I think it's one of those weird games where, you know, one side has all the ball, has all the ball, has the ball most, uh, is in control of the game, but the other side has the clear chances. Um, but uh, to me, I'm not happy with that with the performance as such because. I, it's it's um I, I felt Inter were a little bit toothless at times. I didn't feel it was I didn't see the usual Inter that in term in attack in defense they were flawless, but I'm talking in attack. I felt they were a little bit wasteful and they didn't look sharp. They looked um, tired to me. They looked yeah, leggy. I was watching yeah, Lautaro from about yeah. the, from about the fifty fifth minute, sixtieth yeah. minute. Lautaro was 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 treading on water basically, mm. uh, and I think probably that I think the the. Uh, the Super Copper playing two games yeah. in four days, like yeah. that, the accumulation of that, it probably paid caught up with them now yeah. rather than in that Napoli game. But, but now, um, so I think that was that was a that was yeah. part of it. Uh, Fiorentina will get into. I, I want to give Fiorentina to credit. I thought they played really well, so it wasn't just the Inter played bad. Um, I don't think they played bad, but like you said, I think that they were just. Well, they looked tired. Yeah, they, they looked, looked tired, and, and, and it's understanding. And but again, look, Lautaro scores. He he. This is the this this the salto di qualità that we've been waiting for. Uh, that I never thought was going to happen with him. Um, but he scores again. You know, nineteen goals in nineteen games. Uh, it's, you know, it's it's uh, it's really ridiculous how he has gone um, from from being the perpetual number two man who misses sitters and misses well not sitters but misses clear cut chances, lacks clear, you know killer instinct to becoming nineteen goals in nineteen games in Serie A this season. He's really taken a step, even in a game where he's not really good or Inter very really good in going forward. Um, where they look tired, he still manages to score um, and scores the winning goal. And the, you know, Inter have now won 17 of their first 21 games, which is historic. It's the second time in Inter's history they've done that. Um, and last time was 27, 2007-2008, uh, if I remember correctly, under Mancini. But 17 wins out of opening 21 games is, 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 is fantastic. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Um, and and another clean sheet, uh, and my and Jan Sommer to me cements his position as the best goalkeeper this season in the Serie. A. I think he was just absolutely mm. unbelievable. No um, doubt about that. He made one great save in the first half. Mm. Uh, I think was it Bonaventura, yeah. and, and then obviously the penalty save, which everyone's going to say it was a terrible penalty, and it was a terrible penalty. But you know, this is the I think like uh, Jan Sommer has now officially destroyed that penalty routine which I know you hate um, I, it drives me insane but but um, he's destroyed it now because obviously he did that to Jorginho um, you know twice which cost Italy qualification for the World Cup and now he's done it to 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 Gonzalez as well 
Um, that's so how Nico Gonzalez takes his penalties. Like this season, those are the penalties mm. he shoots. He does that little hop skip bullshit, yeah. which is ridiculous. And, and well, I think and, it's and equal. He's even more ridiculous when you consider that Sommer has already shown that that doesn't yeah. work on him with yeah. Jorginho. So that's bad preparation from not just Gonzalez, but also by the Fiorentina uh, management team. That, that be, when you're planning the game, and they'll say, right, if you get a penalty. They should be making that clear. You do not take a penalty like that against Sommer because Sommer doesn't 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 you can't you can't do that to Sommer. He knows how to stand up, wait to the last minute. And I was watching they they showed Sommer, um Gonzalez's eyes when he's when he's stepping up and he's looking at him and he's he's looking at him and then he puts it the other side. So he's obviously watching Sommer. I don't know what St- Sommer does. Whether he stumbles a little bit, like tricks. Like, yeah, fakes I think a dive to the other side. I think, I think like, he does something. I think yeah. we need to study what Jan Sommer does when he, like, if you know that angle when you have straight forward at looking. Yeah, at him, well, yeah. we haven't seen wanna, that angle. That would be I, good. I want to see. see that because I think what he does is, I think he does something with his hand or body, moves a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right to fool the shooter. To think so that, that oh, he's going that way yeah, and then they, exactly. they put it the other way. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's because it's not just one time. He does it all the time. Like these are these, he, he just doesn't fall for those penalties. Yeah. And, and there's no doubt in my mind that Jan Sommer knew that Nico Gonzalez takes his penalties with this city. Oh, absolutely. Stuff. He's prepared. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, no, it was, um, that, yeah, that, Sommer was great. And, and also into defense, um, even though, I mean, if you look at the XG of this game, Fiorentina yeah. have an XG of 1.84 to Inter's 0.84. But we should um, remember that these and are obviously English. the penalty will account for about 0.75 of that. But still, you know, that's how, that's an XG of over one. So that's why I say, you know, Fiorentina definitely deserved the draw in this game. But the reason I think also what accounts for that high XG is Inter's two did two absolutely insane goal-saving blocks, which are actually good goal-scoring positions to score from, yeah. both for Unzola, one in the first half and one in the second half, that they're actually good goal-scoring chances. But mm. on both opportunities, Bastoni's done just an insane world-class block for one of them. And then Pavard mm. did exactly the same in the second half. On both of those, Unzola doesn't really hit it cleanly enough, which is, again, will come to Fiorentina and, and their forwards mm. and their lack of finishing ability. But they're still, they're insane blocks from both no, of them. No, just, but Pavard especially to me has been... Uh, defensively, I mean, I was expecting him to be a monster in attack, and we're kind of waiting. Even though I saw some incredible stats the the other week uh, about Pavard, um, in in terms of uh, you know, in terms of how he how he treats treats the ball, um, but defensively, uh, he's been absolutely. Uh, fantastic um it's it's truly truly that's been his most i think that's what he's been the best at um this season is is his defensive contributions he's been he's been really really good i mean i've got it now data mb uh, on twitter at data mb um, he's the he's won the most defensive duels uh, per 90 minutes in the Serie A he's got the best Accuracy is number one for forward pass accuracy, long pass accuracy first, and progressive pass accuracy third. Bastoni, uh, sorry, um, Pavard, and that's you know, and still we're kind of on the pitch. We're kind of waiting for him to do more in attack, or I was at least. Uh, that's that's what I was expecting him to excel at. But defensively, he's been unbelievable, uh, and, and that is a what a star, what a world class player defender he is in this system. I mean, and this is what exactly why I wanted him to replace Skriniar. That's why he was my number one ideal choice, um, and he's more than made up for it. He 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 is just 
Oh, he's he's only he's only twenty seven, isn't he? Like he's not that old either. So um, no, it's 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 a it's a fantastic signing for Inter, and I'm so glad that for once they replaced a a player, a starting player, with someone that is better in this system. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm really really happy with Inter defensively. I think Sommer Bastoni, you know, we know he's got his defensive weaknesses, but that slide tackle was was stunning, absolutely stunning. Yeah, it wasn't. It was stunning. Just before we come on to Fiorentina, let's do the three uh, refereeing incidents. The first one, which that everyone's debating. The first one, Lautaro's goal, which is Lautaro <laughs> makes a run to the near post from the corner away from Parisi. He gives a little push to Parisi, who goes down. For me, Parisi's too weak. He's also unbalanced as he's running after him. Um, this is a this is a regular goal. It's, 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 it's not even really much of a debate for me. Uh, and uh, I've seen all the referees that have uh, commented on this after have agreed it's, 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 a, it's a regular goal. I'm assuming that's going to be your take as well. I don't if if we're going to give a penalty or if we're going to disallow stuff for that then we're I mean it's it's a show I don't even see where's the infringement like what's the problem it's it's an, there's nothing to talk about here like is 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 it ballet with a ball or are we watching football do yeah. we allow physical contact or not yeah can we just can we just make that clear once and for all because there's a difference between physical phys- physical contact and an infringement if that's an infringement fine then football is like women's ice hockey was for uh, up until recently, where tackling was not allowed. That's fine, but then use it across the board. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a little handoff, really. That's all it is. It's a little handoff with one hand. When it's two hands, then you then you're getting into debate fine. territory. But yeah. when it's one hand, you can't. Yeah, it's, 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 and he's on the run. It, Parisi's too weak. I want to speak about Parisi afterwards. Um, Bastoni on Ranieri, Inter leading 1-0. I can't remember if this was a corner or free kick, but the, the cross, the ball comes in to the box uh, and Ra- uh, Bastoni's got a hold of Ranieri. For me, we've seen these given. Uh, he's pulling Bastoni at Ranieri. He's not looking at the ball, at the play, or playing the ball. I was watching this on on BT Sport. Tony DiRigo, who was a former defender, England defender, he said this was a penalty. Morelli said after the game, I'll read out his quote. He says, Bastoni Ranieri, interesting and very particular episode. Initially, they are both holding on to each other. Then Bastoni loses contact with the ball and dedicates himself only to holding Ranieri. In the last part of the uh, incident, which is the most important in my opinion, Bastoni doesn't look at the ball. The penalty is very much at the limit, as they say in Italy. Uh, I would have appreciated a non-field review. So he's not saying it's a penalty. He says he should have definitely had a non-field review, which which usually yeah. which Sorry, usually yeah. leads to a to a penalty. Now, my personal opinion on this, my pers- this is my personal interpretation. Doesn't mean it's was. I don't like penalties given for pulling and pushing in the box because I'm old school. I, I I'm from the old Italian school of defending where I believe that this kind of stuff should go on, and I think it's too we're too strict, like you said in the in the penalty area on these. Uh, and so I wouldn't give a penalty, but that's just my personal interpretation of it. Um, but as Moretti said, you know, he's running the risk here, Bastoni, by by not looking or playing at the ball. In my opinion, what do you? Mm. What, what's your? Yeah, take? I think that's. I think he is. He is. He's risking it, and it's unnecessary. But the problem, the thing is, you know, 
there's bending and then there's breaking the the laws of the games. You know what I mean? Like, and, and yeah. he's bending them. He's bending them there. I think it's it's um, he's on the you know like Acerbi did against Osimhen, like Chiellini did a, his entire career. There's bending and then there's mm-hmm. breaking, and I think he's on the border, but on, on the borderline there, and it's a, he's, he's risking it. See, I think they should be allowed, but this this is a philosophical argument. You know, this is just my you know where I what I how I believe that defenders should be. That I think that too much benefits given to attackers in general. That's just in everything, which well, is why, that's just which is why the defense, the art yeah. of defense has, has been killed also because, you know, you're not allowed to do anything now if you're a defender. Um, I mean, look, when we're talking about shirt pulling, that's something else, right? I mean, that, that, that shouldn't be allowed and, 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 and it should be stopped when, 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 when you're literally impeding a player's movement by dragging him back like Taracciano did in the Milan game against Bologna. Like, that's... I think where yeah. he's running the risk here is he's not even looking at the ball. He's not even trying to play the ball. He's only mm. concentrating on the man. Mm. That's the issue here. I think it, when, you, when, when you're trying to play for the ball and you're just grappling and you're holding and you're fighting, you're wrestling, you know, that's yeah. just part of the physical contact of trying to outmuscle your player. You know, that's, for me, that's, 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 there's no debate there. So I think he was risking it. But like I said, that's my personal opinion is that I like this being part of the game. And that's what Italy, I don't want it outlawed because this is what Italy have always been the best at and the smartest at over the years. And that's why we've always had the best defences. And I think it's also a reason why we're not able to utilise that strength anymore because that's come out of the game. So I don't want it removed from the game. Um, but anyway, um, now Soma on Unzola, the penalty that was given to Fiorentina. So Soma comes out, punches the ball and then punches Unzola on the follow through with with force and endangering the opponent. So by modern rules, for me, it's a clear penalty. Now, it's this is what Morelli said. even remotely the, a penalty. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> because the, the situation is, when it comes to, this is not with the foot. It's different when it comes to the foot, where there are clear instructions from the superiors at um, IFAB about what, what happens, which we're going to get to in the Milan-Bologna game, Right. There is no chance this is a penalty because he bought, he gets his eyes are on the ball. He hits the ball first. Enzola's trying to head it, and he and he gets uh, the punch of when he punches the ball. It also hits Enzola one second after. There is no doubt whatsoever that that Sommer takes the ball first. There is no doubt about this, and that's the key here. And it's, it's not. It's not about getting. It's not about getting the ball. It's if you if you if you if you get the ball and then take the player after in the box. And in, and in, and in, and in, my, and in this particular instance, it's, it's getting the ball is irrelevant. Why and, wasn't Mike? It's not irrelevant because when t- less than two years ago, Mike Mignon knocked out Lovato for Milan, and everybody was in agreement there that no, it's unfortunate, it's this, that, and the other, but it's not a penalty. Luca Marelli himself literally say, questo non è mai rigore per me. This is never a penalty for me. The situations are identical. Okay. I'll, 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 I mean, I, I haven't seen that incident. Right. If it was the same as this incident, then it should have been a penalty. That's all I would say. Because this incident, the, I mean, Morelli, Morelli says, Morelli gives, and Morelli the, said Morelli then, gives the rules here. He says, in the Morelli, VAR, Morelli said then, less than two years ago, questo non è mai... Okay, whatever, I don't care about what happened two years ago. I'm talking about this well, incident. Well, I care about this because it's Forget about the whataboutism all the time, Nimit. Just it's concentrate not what about on this incident. It's not what about. Okay, let me say what Morelli 
Morelli said in this oh, instance. It's not said, what about ism. This is nonsense. This is this is the rat fucking I was talking about two weeks ago. Laying the groundwork to rat fuck into. Okay, well, we're still waiting for that rat fucking. Well, we we saw it yesterday. Let me tell you something clear. There is no chance. Nima, you can't punch out. an opponent after. It doesn't matter you, if you got the ball. You didn't punch the opponent. You punched you, the person in the head. Unless Nima. you play for Milan or Juve or anyone else. Nima, you're not I don't care to. about Milan uh, and Juve. No, Nima. of course it doesn't matter. Don't Nima. look at the shiny object over here. Nima, Nima, Inter are not a downtrodden club. Like (laughs) like Juventus, like Milan, like Bayern Munich, like Real Madrid, they are part of the establishment. They're a corporate So let's let's just forget forget about this. This literally did not happen to Milan. Literally didn't happen to Milan. Literally. Didn't Mike Magnon get get sent off this season when he got the ball and then and then uh, then need someone in the head after? Need is different. Need is different. Need is different. It is exactly different. The foot is different. The foot is different. Someone in the head. If a goalkeeper punches no, no. someone in the head, even if they got the ball, it's a it's a it's a penalty. It's not and a penalty. I only mean, when it's Inter it is. Okay, let me just read out. It's not. Okay, it's all not. right. I'll read out what Luca Marelli said himself two years ago. I've got the quote right here. This I, is never a penalty for me. That's a direct quote for him. Okay, direct well, quote. Luca Morelli said yesterday. So maybe Morelli's part of the the rap fucking. Morelli said yesterday. Obviously, then. Morelli said in the VAR room they assess Sommer's intervention as very dangerous. I agree with the final decision. A goalkeeper has every right to go for the ball, but he must be careful. This is a punch in the face. You can't punch players in the face, Nima. It's simple so, as that. That's this is Luca Morelli. So I mean, Luca Morelli can be wrong. He's not right all the time. He's not God, like you said in the past. But this is Luca Morelli interpreting the rules. The rules are if you endanger an opponent with force, regardless of whether you've got the ball, that's in the rules, it's a penalty. That is exactly what he did. No, got, it is not. He punched the, the ball because and he, he punched for, He punches no, the player in the head, he Nima. That's a penalty. For, no, it's doesn't not doesn't matter he got the ball. He punches the player in the head. If you get the ball with your foot and then you take the player out after... Foot is different. Foot is different. And that's what you don't understand. And I guess... Okay, Luca Morelli's wrong then. And Luca Morelli's yes, gaslighting everyone. He is wrong So Luca Morelli is against a downtrodden Inter. No, I forgot. Poor little Juve who have the world against them. Calciopoli was an inside job by Moratti and everyone else to, f- to screw Inter are no different to Juve or Milan. They're not downtrodden clubs. And this rap fucking thing needs to stop. But this is a penalty. No, just, no this, just... is, this is exactly what I was talking about two weeks ago and it got proven beyond all doubt for the world to see yesterday. Everybody saw so it. So Inter got rap fucked yesterday, yeah? Of course they did, because Nico Gonzalez can't take a penalty. Okay. If, they, if they hadn't, if he knew how to take a penalty, they would have completely rap fucked Inter yesterday. This is exactly what I was talking about. And it mm. got proven yesterday for the world to see. Same situation with a Milan goalkeeper, nothing. Everyone is, it's unfortunate. So, it's so you could, so you can, so Manion, so Manion uh, getting the ball, but then with they, his knee, with his knee. Do you not understand the difference between a foot and a and, and a, a knee and a fist? Yes, if it's endangering the opponent with force, uh, punching or, or it's no, a penalty. That's the rules. Is, no, 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 it's not. It's only according the rules. to you. It's okay, according Luca to you. Morelli's wrong there. Luca Morelli, no, you he know was, the rules so better. Than, same situation. You know the rules situation. better than Luca Morelli. Yeah. T- so the same you know situation the better than Luca Morelli. Well, same situation with Luca Marelli. When it came to Magnon, then all of a sudden it's not a penalty. Not a question on my rigore per me. This okay. is never a penalty for me. All right. Less than two years ago. Two, okay. Less than two years ago. Okay. Luca, Marelli. Luca Marelli's against the downtrodden Inter. That's, that's right. No, I okay. forgot. It's only Juventus who are the poor, poor. It, are Inter downtrodden? Are they, is, is every, it's the whole system it against Inter. It's obvious. Yeah. The it whole system's clear. against Inter. Yeah. It is clear. Let me say something okay. very clear. Okay. Like I said okay. two weeks ago, it okay. is obvious for everyone to see. So Inter are not part of the, G, the 14 teams 
teams of Europe, the superpowers of Europe, along with Juventus, Milan, Bayern, Munich, Real Madrid. They're they're just in there just for you know just just for fun. Yeah, right? yeah, in there, right. We're do we're doing they're it again. Not part, the they're not thing. part of the European yeah. establishment, yeah. inside. Yeah, Bayern, Munich, What's Real Madrid, Manchester United. Listen, you need to stop this. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? That's complete bollocks. You're well, chatting shit. They are literally no, you're shit. You're completely making a ridiculous false straw man argument. Inter are not the downtrodden. Okay, just they are getting systematically rat fucked in this league and it's really? obvious for everyone to see it's obvious for everyone really? to see because the false equivalency is continuous mm. continuous to have the most penalties the least yellow card because they deserve them because they deserve them because they deserve them because they deserve them this is the thing where's the rat fucking talk facts not emotion I am literally talking facts I am literally talking facts I am literally talking facts yes you can punch in the face it's not it's not goalkeeper can punch someone in the face and that's a rat fucking why is it not What? so when other goalkeepers do it it's not but when Inter do it all of a sudden everybody remembers this rule but it doesn't apply less than two years ago stop stop two the years, bullshit two years. stop the bullshit stop okay. the bullshit we can, do this with everything, this we can go about back that. and do what about is Juventus can talk oh, about, about Juventus can talk about Milik sending off which is the correct decision <laughs> right and then, they, and then they can talk about well, is, what about Berardi Berardi didn't, didn't get sent off against Sassuolo so, exactly, so, so where Juventus is getting wrapped up Juventus is getting wrapped up as well this is exactly this is exactly no bullshit gaslighting and false equivalency that you got be non-stop for a hundred years this is exactly what I'm talking about because Milik got a red card, so naturally, by Gobi logic, in Italy, the Inter have to get a red card. No, doesn't matter if it doesn't saying, get a red card no, 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 or not. No, I'm saying that's ridiculous. I'm saying anybody that uses that logic, which is what exactly what you're using. No, it is. My logic is exactly what I'm saying. My no. logic is exactly this. That is never... That, I want the same things to apply to every team, but you don't want that. Well, you say, okay. you well, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, if, we wanna, if we want the same logic to apply to everyone, then, then stupid Juventus fans that say Berardi should have been sent off uh, and Juventus wouldn't have lost that game 4-1. That's exactly the same. That's exactly the same argument you're using with Magnon. With, with Magnon. You're saying Magnon got, got sent... I haven't seen this in it. I need to see it two years ago. I can't remember it. You're well, saying, I can. I you're can. Saying, you're saying that if Magnon... Magnon should have been sent off if we were using the same logic that we used for, for Sommer. Well, then Juventus fans can say the same thing about Milik who deservedly got sent off, by the way. On, because this wasn't deservedly. This and was Berardi, should, Berardi should have got sent off when the score was level during the Sassuolo game. Juventus would have got, would have probably gone on to win that game instead they lose 4-1. Well, then Juventus fans are going to say, well, Juventus are getting rat fucked because the same logic wasn't used for the Berardi. So this is what I'm talking about. No, it's not. It's not. But it's how, that's exactly the same line I don't know which... No, 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 no. It's, 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 not, it's, not, it's not because you're equating different situations that no, have nothing to do with one another. It's the same. That's what you know, you know no, it's not the same. It's always the same. But was Berardi a red card? Was Berardi a red card against Sassuolo? If you were using the same logic as Milik? Was it the same? Was it? Yes, it was. If you're using the same logic as Milik's red card on Saturday, then so was Berardi's. That's fine, whatever. I don't remember that situation exactly, just like you don't remember okay. the Manion situation. You'll have to you look at it. it. No, I don't remember it. I don't remember it. Okay. I can say the same okay. thing about you and Manion and Lovato because everybody was talking about it at the time. I'm it was saying, all my, my exact right. argument is we shouldn't be looking back at these ridiculous incidents from two no, years ago. I think we should. I think ago. we should. I think we should demand that the same standard... that's all you do. You can, never, you can never own each incident. I want the same never. standard applied across the board. You can never own each incident. You always have to go back instead of saying, was this or not? 
This is a because I'm looking for the same. No, I'm looking for consistency, and I want the I want clarity, consistency well, applied across the board. Case, that's not an outrage. That is that is how things should work. But you don't look for that. You say, well, Inter got a penalty, so Juve should have a penalty. No, right. what, what is the line of argument? Just own each incident. I'm I'm, I'm saying I, I'm. There is nothing to own here. There is nothing to own here. The whole there is idea nothing about the to own is here. There is no, no. What's ridiculous? It's ridiculous. What's anybody, ridiculous? Anybody what's ridiculous? What's ridiculous is that Freddy, Freddy Cat, Cat, Catty Pussycat gets to punch people in the face without any... any yeah, comp- and, comp- if was, and if that was Sommer, you would say uh, that's not, you're, that you're allowed to do it. The ball wasn't even, not even a goalkeeper. The ball wasn't even there. He literally punched Karatschelli and Juric in the face for no fucking reason. What are you talking about? This is a ridiculous <laughs> gaslighting, straw manning, and equating of ridiculous okay. situations that I'm talking all about. Right. Okay, okay, all right, okay. Inter it's absolutely bizarre. Inter the downtrodden, they're not in established. No, no, Juve are the poor, Juve are, yeah, Juve are the ones who are always poor little Juve. They, they're just unlucky. Juventus are an establishment. No, no, no. Juventus are part of the establishment. So are Inter. That's it. No, they're Simple not. No, they're not. No, they're Inter not. are an establishment company. You just have to accept that Inter are part of the establishment. You just have to accept that there, there are, there's, this is a false equivalency. There is no equivalency between these two situations. There are none. None, none, Listen, none. Listen, Nima, I hate the establishment as much as you do. We talk about No, you that. don't. You literally support FC Agnelli, the crime family. Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, you, then you support Inter, who are part of the establishment. Just accept that they are part of the European establishment. Just like Milan, like Juventus, like Bayern Munich, like Real Madrid, like Manchester United, like these teams, PSG now. This is not, that is, that is a non non sequitur. It has nothing to do with the situation that we're talking about. I'm that, talking about the Serie A. I'm talking about the Serie A. I'm talking about the Serie A. The whole I'm world talking, against Inter. I'm the, talking, no, not the whole world. Not the whole world. Just the Serie A and the mm. and the rat fucking the systematic rat yeah. fucking that we see and they ain't running out of any, any rats soon in the Serie A. I'll tell you that much. Let me say something perfectly clear: there is zero chance that Inter mm. will be allowed to beat Juve next weekend. I guarantee you, okay. zero. Zero chance that Inter will be allowed to beat Juve next okay. weekend well, we'll because see. they're laying the groundwork. We'll see. We'll see. We'll so see. they've been laying the groundwork for for three weeks now, and we haven't seen it. We see, haven't seen it yet. But anyway. Just like I did two weeks ago, and we saw it yesterday in Fiorentina. Just like we Ooh. saw it when Spalletti was the coach yeah. of Inter and the and the VAR when the ball mm. hit the, uh, Dam, D'Ambrosio's chest, and everyone mm. and, and and the VAR yeah, okay. given a, given yeah. a penalty for punching a, given a penalty for punching a, a striker in the head is is rat fucking okay because got, he didn't got, do that he didn't do that he took the ball he the took the ball no no the difference that's not the definition irrelevant irrelevant is... Nima you know the rules irrelevant whether you got the ball if you hit you punch no it's not no it's not that's irrelevant that's what you refuse to understand that when you're going for the ball and you take the ball first then it's not it's irrelevant it's irrelevant if you're endangering the opponent if you're endangering the opponent with force which is what happened it's a penalty which is exactly what Luca Morelli says he read out the rules and said it and in the same situation and you may not like the rules because they go against you so you you hone in like a what is it is it is it is it in the rules because there was an incident two years ago is it the face in the same situation when he came out to take the ball Luca Morelli literally First of all, it's the rule. So first of all, it's the rule. This is not so first of, a penalty. First of all, it's the rule. So now, now it's penalty. because something happened two years ago that wasn't given. So it's the same situation. It? It's the application it? of the rules. It's the application of the laws of the game that I'm looking for consistently across the board. Identical situations, one given, and you're acting here cl- pearl clutching. I'm not pearl clutching. Yes, you are. You're pearl clutching, pretending. Because it's obvious for everyone to see. 
because it's obvious for everyone uh, to see. I don't think Except, so. Well, I of mean, course not. Well, you still think that Moratti did Calciopoli, so what am I talking no, I about? Don't believe, I don't believe that. Now you're, now you're putting words in my mouth. I don't believe that. So mm. anyway, that's, that is cla- classic. Anyway, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. The, 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 I think anybody <laughs> other than the most fanatical Inter fans will. No, no. Anyone with a pair of functioning eyeballs can see that that's not a penalty. But really? if, if you, show me them. Show, yeah, me, yeah. show me the people that, show me the non-fanatical Inter fans that, 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 yeah. that wasn't a penalty. Show me them to me. Show them. I can show, show you. Show me them. Yeah, I, I'll tell you who. I'll tell you who. You want to want? You want one who's not? An, I'm so glad you said that. You walk right into my trap. Emiliano Viviano, former uh, Fiorentina, the biggest Fiorentina fan on earth. Okay. Yesterday I, said, former goalkeeper said that is never in a million years a penalty. Che come cazzo si fa a dare un rigore qui? He said, literally okay. verbatim. How the f do you give a penalty there? Okay. Oh, you asked for, ask for a non-fanatical. Okay, that's one. Okay, I gave you a fanatical Fiorentina fan who literally said that as much. Okay, there we go. There's one. Find oh, me more. Yeah. Find me more. What? What, what is this? Find Some sort more. of a fight? No, I don't need to find you jack shit. I literally just disproved your bullshit point. Oh, right. Fact. So just because Emilia Emiliano... No, not Argentina, just Emiliano Emiliano. Not just Emiliano. Luca Marelli himself in a different situation when so it was Luca Marelli. Okay, but Luca Marelli said... Literally. Luca, literally Luca Marelli. Luca Marelli. I'm using Luca Marelli. Fantastic. Luca Morelli said last night it was a penalty. It was a penalty. And he said two years ago that this is never a penalty. Mm. Funny. What happened in those two years? Well, he's obviously part of the, the, the conspiracy against no, the town. No, 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 no. Right. Well, did you say ci può stare? Ci può stare. Now it's time for you to do your favorite Go Beat Song and Dance, the Donny Brasco sh- uh, side hustle. Forget no, about it. You're making no, it personal. Who, Get think, out of here. I think you're the one that started this, Nimmo, as you do every single week. No, 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 no. It's because you refuse. You always do this. It's this ridiculous notion. The, the, this 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 ridiculous equi- false equivalency time and time again with situations that aren't the same, and and say, well, he got one and he got one. No, no you're the one doing the what about him. I never. No, I'm not I, doing I the what about him. I'm asking for the same. I'm asking for the same year or, or back to other incidences. Of course I do. Of course I do. It, 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 it's the same situation with the same laws of the game in the same league. Well, what's the difference? And the same people doing the analysis. But when it comes to Inter, it's it's always oh, but yeah, mm, uh, mm. but when it comes to Milan and Juve, it's never. Really? Okay, well, let's do it for you, though, then. Milik, Milik and Berardi, same incidency. They, Juventus got rat-fucked. Juventus are getting rat-fucked no, as well. That's the same thing. Well, I don't, I don't remember that in- incident, oh, but I'll okay, have a look yeah, at it. We can yeah, get back. No, I don't. Yeah, you okay. don't remember the yeah. Manuel Lovato Lovat- yeah. incident, so why don't you remember the Bar- Berardi? I don't, because it was fucking it. two years ago. Berardi one was like no. two months ago, three months no, ago. It was the beginning of the season. It was like three six months, months ago. ago. You know, so anyway, look, let's move on. Let's talk about Fiorentina. This everybody, is great quality content for everybody. Everybody's going to have enjoyed listening to that. That's for sure. Um, so Fiorentina, um, listen, I thought they were really good. Um, and they, they just definitely, for me, deserve the draw in, in this game. I think the XG shows that. Um, forgetting about the penalty, even if you take the penalty away, that, that's, they've got a higher XG than Inter in, in this game. They had double the amount of shots. They had 60% possession. And I'm going to have to turn this into an explicit, like given the swearing, this is going to be one of those E, like I have to tag this with explicitives. (laughs) Yeah, this is, this is an old timer, I think. Um, So they're let down by their attack again. Um, They're let down by their attack once again. Um, It's just nothing in the attack. I mean, they've now actually got no goals in four of their last five games. 
They've failed to score in four of their last five games. And it's so frustrating because they play such good football before they get to the final third. And then they just, there's just nothing in that attack. I mean, Gonzalez, obviously, he's a, forget about his penalty, which was awful, but he's a fantastic player. He's been out for a while during these, these, this run. He came back on as a sub, so he's going to help there. Um, he's obviously short of match fitness and rhythm and everything in this game. But the rest of them, I mean, Ikone, Unzo. Unzo was actually quite a handful in the air. I thought he actually, like, I know he's going to get a lot of stick, but he actually, I thought he actually caused quite a few, like, that they could go long to him. But obviously on the floor, he's just not a footballer and he's not at this level. Uh, and then, and then Beltran is, is, yeah, he's, he's, he's not, not, not done well since he joined. Uh, and then all the other options they've got. It's just the same story that, that we say all the time with Fiorentina. They just, they've just got no, no they're just attackers, just not, not at a level required. Uh, and, yeah. Those two Unzola blocks that were fantastic blocks, but also weren't very good finishes. He didn't shoot them cleanly, you know, and that's why they they that's that was that's what let them down. Look, I you know what I think about when it comes to Vincenzo Italiano and strikers. I think he I think there's something there. The except for Vlaovic, I mean, every single striker that's been there it just seems to die. Uh, when 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 there and and I don't understand why that is because it's a team that has lots of possession they create chances but they but for some reason play strikers who play in a central role just can't seem to score unless you're someone like Enzola who you know you live off of your f- physique and strength right and and that's a problem that that's a real problem um, and I don't I don't get it I, I really don't understand what the issue is because it can't be everyone else's fault. Like, you know, it, it, it can't be Luka Jovic's fault. It can't be Cabral's fault. It can't be, you know, it's, it's it, it can't be only them. They, can, they can't all suck. And in, in a system where you create chances and Luka Jovic goes to Milan and scores every time he's, he comes on the pitch as a substitute. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just there's something here with, it could be just by chance, absolutely, theoretically possible. I just don't think it is. I don't know what it is, but I think it's very, very strange. It's a very, very, very strange thing that happens with uh, Fiorentina every time they you know under under Italiano and and they've tried to address it by signing strikers but they just can't seem to make it happen for them yeah I, I don't understand why that is I really don't understand I've I've looked at it I mean they do they do everything right they build the build-up is correct the you know they 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 do everything right it's just they can't score and their strikers seem to go there it's like it's like a it's like a mortuary for strikers for, for I, I think I would agree with you more if if the x like looking at the if the chance creation and the xg was wasn't good then I would then I would I agree with you more not that you're really necessarily saying that you're just putting that forward but yeah. but it's it's yeah, exactly. it's an interesting argument maybe he there is something there in that like he can't get his strikers to improve his attackers to improve maybe there's something in that but I don't think there's definitely not a problem in terms of chance creation because you look at the numbers and, and Fiorentina create a lot of chances and their XG is consistently like one of the best in the league. So I don't think it's that. I I, I think it's more down to the fact that these attackers just aren't good enough because Gonzalez has always been fantastic. So why does it not apply to Gonzalez, but it does to the others? Like, I just don't think these players are good enough. I mean, Unzola, uh, but then again, you know, look at Jovic. He's, he started to reborn, so there might be something in it there. With, with Jovic, he started to look really good now for, for, for Milan, hasn't he? But then again, we also accept that he's not good enough to be Milan's first-choice striker. So um, I just think they're just not good enough, these, these attackers. Uh, I really do. I think, it's, I think it's as simple as that. 
Um, I mean, that is absolutely theoretically possible. I mean, would you, would any of these Fiorentina players, would you take them for any of the other? Well, not the big top clubs, four. No, like I'm top not seven. Top, yeah, top three, no, definitely not. Well, definitely but, not top three, but top seven. I mean, would 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 would, Sotil, would, 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 would Beltran, would Unzola, would would Icone, would any of these get into to a Roma or a Lazio team, or would they be good Roma, enough? No, would they be good enough for a Roma or Lazio team? I think the answer is no. They're not. Well, they maybe Lazio. I think it's touch and go. But they wouldn't be good enough for a Lazio team that wants to say fight for, mm. you know, top four or, or whatever. So I, think I don't know. The- I, I just I'm just saying that it's strange. I think it's strange because they create, they they create so much and they 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 they, they, they build up play and the possession is is a very you know that sound in terms of if you look at what they want to do and the football they want to play, it's all very sound and they 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 have a clear identity and, and all of that. But when it comes to the last third, it's as if it's as if the strikers who every single striker is always who's there except for Vlaovic is doesn't know what he's doing and and it just disappears and they end up playing Brexit ball in the sense that they just hurl the ball upwards to Enzola because he's big and strong in the air and I just find that really weird I, I really do I, I don't get it I really don't understand what it is and, and I'm like you said I'm not put, I'm not saying I'm just putting it forward that maybe what there's something here it could very much be that the quality of the players they've had is is not good enough but it just I just think it's weird because it's it just keeps on happening um because the you know Nico Gonzalez seems to thrive the wide players you know if they're good enough seem to thrive but the central players, in that position just don't maybe maybe it's time to move away from from a, maybe play with a false nine you know that helps Sarri when when you know when he ha- had to at, at maybe that. yeah I mean when Beltran yeah. plays he does come quite deep to be fair but yeah I mean I don't know I, don't know. I, don't know. I, I think mm. I think the other thing I the only other point I want to make we better move on now um is Parisi I really like the player I Me really too. really love him I, I thought he was really good as well in this game coming forward he's got the pace he was really driving down the left flank he's good one-on-one when players are running at him, he doesn't really get done. But he has a big problem that he really needs to sort out. He can't defend crosses. He cannot defend crosses. Sure. I mean, we saw that on the goal, obviously. But, I mean, okay, fair enough. He's marking Lautaro, who's one of the smaller guys, and Inter have a lot of big players. So, I'm, I mean, I personally would just have him on the edge of the box or something rather than defending crosses. But, you know, you see it a lot when balls get put in from the left. Teams target it. Themes putting crosses from the left hand side over to the back post, and he's defending his far post. He can't, he can't defend. He can't defend crosses. He does get caught out positionally occasionally, which is his other weakness. But those are his two issues which he needs to work on, Parisi. Because I'm a big fan of him, and I think he's got big potential. Uh, he's got there's a ceiling is high there with him, but he can't defend crosses. So that's the only, only other thing I want to say about Parisi. Um, okay, he's, right. short. he's not very good. Like he is a tiny guy, isn't he? Yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's yeah. That is a problem, and especially nowadays when your wide players, they they you know they have to be able to mark that that run from the wing, don't they? Mm. And if and if you can't do that, then that's a big big problem, big problem. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, let's move on to Juventus now, who gave an absolute gift to um, to, to 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 Inter, which is why you're so upset. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really. I mean, I'm not. You know me. I, I don't care I'm about. Joking, calm I know you're. Ki- I know you're playing. I don't care about club football, Nima anymore. I really don't. You do. I, I don't. You do. It's okay. To, I'm not. You know, I don't. Football. I don't, Nima. I don't. Everybody that knows yeah. me knows. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not. I, I absolutely fanatical about the Italy national team, and I'm yeah, really angry. What when Italy? Yeah. Italy get 
done. I mean, get done. Lose. <laughs> what, when they lose, sorry, we're past, when they we're lose, past the, when they the lose, swearing part on this. Yeah, episode, when they lose, full well stop. I'm, I, I don't care about. I, my 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 heart is not. Closed. Obviously, I still love Italian football. We do this pod. Yeah. We want to produce a yeah. great show for you guys. You know, I watch all the games. It's one of yeah. my escapes. I don't care. I don't get upset with football anymore. When when you know Juventus were my team as a kid, or or even Italian teams in Europe. You know, I love. You know, that was one of my. You know, watching yeah. Italian teams and you know, wanting them to do win in Europe, yeah. all of them, Inter yeah. included. You know, I want them to do win. I don't care. I've lost my love for club football. Yeah. It's gone because of the well, way it's the, the, yeah, the way, the way it's, it's gone. So I don't get upset or angry anymore. You know, I know the, 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 that's just me having them, that's me having an argument with you over who's right and wrong, not over my team against your team. That's just yeah. how I am. I know, you know, and everybody that knows me knows that's the way I am. So Juventus joins at Empoli. I mean. Yeah, part of me is like, oh, what the hell have you done? But, you know, it's, it doesn't, I forget about it within seconds. It doesn't bother me. You know, I went out on Saturday night. And I don't even think I know, about it I the saw, rest of the night. I saw, I, I saw you guys looked to have a good night. It looked like a good night. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, you know, it's, it's, it's the way I look at this game with the Empoli game is, of course, the Milik red card has conditioned this game. He's got sent off after 17 minutes. Um, it is the right decision, as I said before. It's a stupid. it's a stupid one from, from Milik. But at the same that? time, I think it's something that in modern football happens a lot because anybody that's played football knows that when the ball is there to be won and you just kind of lunge for it and, and just put your foot out, you're naturally a lot of the time your your studs will come up and you do run the risk of of uh, of catching the player. Now that's not me saying it's not a fat, not a, not a red card. It is a red card and it has to be a red card because it's endangering an opponent yeah, and, and, he, and it's a leg break. But I'm just saying that I don't want to blame Milik too much because I know that this, this kind of thing can happen, especially when you're over eager and you really want to win that ball and you want to be aggressive and competitive. But this no, for me, it's not, for me, it's like, why do you go in with the studs like that? That's what I think. That's what I don't want to see. It's the same thing with, with Malinovsky. It's the same thing we've seen. I, those, I think that here's something they've actually got right. We don't want to see those challenges because they can ruin careers. They can see. They can. I, I'm just, I'm just saying that when you go for the ball and the ball's out there to win, you naturally, you know, when you, you, you just try and reach for that ball and you lunge for that ball, you know, I'm not saying necessarily that's the way to describe this incident, but other other incidences where 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 a player lunges for the ball and they catch the player with it says that this this is something that can can happen on the on the football pitch. So that's why I don't want to blame Milik too much. I mean, yes, he's stupid because probably the only way that Juventus don't win this game it literally is, is, that. is is by getting a red card. Um so but you know, he apologized. It you know, shit happens. I mean, for me, Allegri, who I praised a lot you know begrudgingly well i have praised a lot in the last in the last few months he should why did he why did he start Milik in this game why he he should have just kept the same attack i mean yeah. look he should have kept he should have kept uh yildiz and um and vlaovic who've been working yeah. really well together and they've got yeah. they were on a seven game winning streak where it was a six or seven game winning streak yeah. Just keep the same team. Um, yeah. Milik and Vlaovic can't play together anyway. I mean, I've always said, I mean, the, the Twin Towers. I mean, <laughs> as, as Svengor and Eriksson once once said on the on the pot on our pod once. Yeah, I, I mean, that. you know, playing Twin Towers, it doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't, you know, they, they they're too alike to play alongside each other. Uh, regardless of that, I still think they would have won the game without the red card. But I, I have to blame Allegri for, for 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 starting for starting them together. I always have to blame Allegri because. Allegri went against his own rules of 
one game at a time, focus on the next game, just concentrate mm. on the next game. He's been thinking ahead too much. He's been overplaying this, these psychological games with Inter, trying to troll into these cops and robbers and, and this, oh, this so all this stuff, so which I know funny. is funny. I know you find it funny so and everything. Funny. But he's overplaying it. Like He should have been concentrating on making sure you win this game. Then you concentrate on the psychological. Then in the, the lead up to the game on, on this area, then you can have fun and you can, you can, and you can do your little games. And, and then you can do it again in March and April when you're closer to the finish line. Then you can do it. Don't start doing it. You know, he, he's gone, he went too early and he was overdoing it. And as a result, you know, they took their, 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 their mind, their, their eye off the ball. And, and this is what happens. And it's a disastrous result for you. It's absolutely disastrous because now Inter go top. Um, Inter win the game in hand. Worry. They go four don't points worry. clear. In, Juventus have to win this weekend. They have to win. They have and, to. Yeah, a draw's not good enough because Inter yeah. can win the game and go four points clear. And Inter are too strong. To, they're not going to slip up much. Inter. They might slip up a bit when there's there's, there's some games coming up and they're going to be a heavy calendar. But they are not going to slip up much between now and the good season. They're too too good. So this was a this is a disastrous result for Juventus. Well, it, it's a disastrous result for Juve if you expect Juve to to fight for the Scudetto. And I was not expecting them to fight for the Scudetto. I think they're overachieving and overperforming. And they're going to finish top four handily and healthily by a wide margin. They're going to have their highest, highest points tally, excuse me, highest points tally in, in many, many years, in three, four, five seasons. Um, and and I think the quality showed. Juventus have been overperforming somewhat, and and you know these things even out over the course of a season. And I think that's what we saw. Uh, I do think it was an underperformance by Juve in this particular game for sure. There's no doubt because Empoli are a horrid, horrid team. They are they were they are unwatchable. I you know I, I don't root for teams to get relegated and stuff, but. Serie A, <laughs> uh, Empoli needs to leave the Serie A. Like they are not good enough. This this was embarrassing to watch at times. They could barely string two sent two passes together, um, and then that's on the back of Davide Nicola trying to stabilize this and doing actually a decent job. Um, but no, it's um, well. This is this is it, Nima. This is where the the lack of quality in Juventus, but also I think some fillers, and I am going to be crit- I am critical of Allegri on today's episode, as you can see. Oh, really? For the first time in a long time, let me say a good good two or three months. No, but this is where the philosophical <laughs> issues. This is where the phil- philosophical issues of Allegri uh, are highlighted in this game because when you're down to ten men, you know. You the, the lack of the attacking patterns that and the lack of ability for Juventus just to keep the ball and and have possession of the ball even when you're down to ten men like you said you're playing against Empoli Empoli are mm. a poor poor team they really Empoli, are. I don't care even if you're playing against ten men Empoli shouldn't be having almost sixty percent of possession and be controlling the game and Juventus mm. are just you know are just basically defending against them that should not be happening uh, even if you're down to ten men against Empoli even with these with these Juventus players. And those lack of attacking patterns that, you know, that we talk about, even when Juventus have been getting so many good results as they have, you know, when you have a, a one man down, that, that shows you because you can't move up the pitch with your passing moves. And when you can't keep the ball, you know, it really penalises you when you're down to 10. Uh, but also added to that, the lack of Juventus players who can beat players and have any kind of individualism is also really apparent in a game when you're down to 10 minutes. Because this kind of game, you need a, a dribbler like a Chiesa or a yield is, which is why I'm also critical that yielders didn't come on to, I think, the 78th minute or 79th minute, that you need those kind of players that can carry the ball and can eliminate a man to, 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 to create the, an even matchup again. You know, Juventus didn't have any of those players. They, they just have solid structural players who stay in their, you know, keeping their position. Cambiasso is maybe an, a, a, 
um, an exception to that, and I thought he was very good again. Um, you know, so that was that was that was why I think it was so comfortable uh, in this game for Empoli, and you know, Juventus were largely comfortable. I mean, they didn't really concede any chances, um, but they really they kind of they made no attempt to attack in the first half after the red card. Then they got the goal through Vlaovic, who I thought was 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 excellent. By the way, he was, he was very he was, good. He was playing on very his own. Good. He was so isolated. Um, mm. He was like Moses in the desert. He was, he was <laughs> like there was no one anywhere near him within miles of him. I mean, Moses in the- I mean, he was so isolated. Um, but I mean, I think that after the Vlaovic goal, again, they sat back too much and they, they invited Empoli to attack. That that gave Nicola the encouragement to bring on Baldanzi and Cancellieri, and really. You know, it wasn't until after the equaliser that then Juventus showed a bit more, showed more, a bit more urgency with Yildiz coming on. Um, so I just thought it was just a little bit, yeah, he was too too cautious uh, in this game. I think he should have been a little bit more ambitious, even though you're down to ten men, you're playing against a really poor team, um, and you know. But like you said, the lack of quality also probably. I think it shows, I, and I think it's also it's a it's a Juve team that it's. They're still, you know, it's pretty young. They, you know, they're they're learning. Um, I think this is kind of what we say in Sweden: learning money. You know, when you when you lose money on something stupid, <laughs> this is what Juve did. They they threw away two points, and he Allegri will make sure they don't do it again. Um, and and I think it's it's you know it's it's part of the learning curve that this young Juve side is on. And I think they they despite going down to ten men, I think they they played actually okay. They 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 took over and they scored afterwards. Um, and and for me, it's more an issue of I think I think what the problem here was was that after they they didn't manage their energy levels in the sense that I think they went too hard on Empoli after they got that sending off to get that goal. And that some somehow they they kind of ran out of steam a little bit and allowed uh, so that when Empoli obviously were going to take over because they were they had that numerical advantage they they were too deep they didn't have the energy to press high up to chase the life out of Empoli which they had been doing up until that red card and so I think it's one of those things where you know you learn you learn from your mistakes and <clears throat> and I think they uh, it's uh, it's 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 uh, it's a Juventus that cont- that continues to grow, and this is going to be you know this is going to be a learning experience. Some of the players because- you saw the lack of quality though of yeah, individual of individual players that you that, that just don't yeah. look like Juventus. I mean, Alexandra is a joke. He did do what to be give fair to him. He did one really yeah, good goal saving clearance. Say, he, he's a, he's a joke. Like oh, some of the balls he gave away. Moretti. Yeah. I mean, I'm, we've said it before. I, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, he did a huge miss from a, from a big mistake. On that, that's the only real chance Juventus had. Uh, other than the goal, he he he, he should have scored. Uh, it's harder mm. to miss than score, but mm. I mean, he just mm. he just doesn't do anything. Miretti he does nothing. He doesn't score. He doesn't assist. He he, he he's so weak. Uh, like so, like he seems so physically, and mentally weak. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's not developing. Chesney on the goal is an interesting one. It's an interesting one because Baldanzi's hit that with his swinger with his right yeah. foot. And it's not a very powerful shot. It is in the corner, but it's a, it's a quite a weak daisy cutter. 
But then again, when it comes through bodies, through legs, yeah, it, it, is, it, it went and through it's legs. Totally it's placed, isn't it? It's, it's, diff- it's not easy, but yeah, it wasn't a very powerful shot. So I'm a little bit torn on that. Um, but, but the fact that Baldanzi comes on and equalizes, <laughs> yes, and I know. the Empoli playing a three-five-two. I'm sorry, but I didn't want to. Like it was literally <laughs> like like the group chat with one of our friends said, "It's like life is trolling Carlo." Yeah, <laughs> it literally felt like that. I'm sorry, but like sometimes you have those moments, and it's like he was very good serious? when he come on, and 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 he showed his quality. And there have been talks about him going to Roma. I hope he does go to Roma. I, I hope really so do. too. Yeah. I think even if he doesn't play, he will be training with better players. He will be in a bigger, better Oh, he's going to be learning from Paolo Dybala, who's a very similar yeah, player to him. I mean, that's exactly. got to help so, him, isn't it? That's got to help him as well. So yeah. I, I think, without a doubt, I think he. I hope he goes there. I, th- I love the player. You know me. I love these number 10s, these old school, you know, these kinds it's of It's all about, with him, it's about finding the right coach and the right team mm. that plays the right football to get him into the system. It's not, I'm, I'm mm. not, I'm be honest, it's not going to be an easy one because he isn't no. classically a modern player, but no, he's, 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 he's got so much quality and it's such an amazing left foot. I love him. there's got to be a place for him somehow Mm, (laughs) you know anyway um, Lazio Napoli we won't waste too much time on this one this should have been the game of the weekend or or, or along with Fiorentina into the game of the weekend this is one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life it's the worst game of the season it was just awful quality no chances it was it really was like this this was dreary and I mean I like defensive football and I like but this wasn't this this was just nothing nothing there was nothing there um and and i i can't i mean i don't even know i can't even just blame napoli i thought lazio were dreadful too it was it was it was it was an awful game both of them had decided that we don't want to lose that they they both decided pre-game that we're all we want is to not lose and I don't have a problem with that if, if you know, fine, that happens. But not even not even trying to score a goal. Lazio tried, I think, was it? When was it? That, that Yeah, Lazio did try a little bit. They just didn't have any quality. But the Napoli made no attempt at all in this game. It's just, it was really awful. I was really disappointed because I expected more. I really did expect more. Uh, I mean, again, I don't have any problem. I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't like the, you know, I, I have no problem with defensive football and playing playing you know that kind of game but i mean 0.0.06 xg at the 70th minute mark for napoli <laughs> no they finished with 0.14 so they doubled uh, they, they, they they got they doubled that in the last 20 minutes, that's <laughs> last just, 20 minutes. i don't even know what to say to that no like it's like i mean I, okay i get it he wants to stabilize the defense but you can't this is no it's embarrassing that it was embarrassing no shots on target the entire game that is just uh, no shots on target and 0.14 xg i mean we're talking about about vlaovic being moses in the desert what was raspadori <laughs> come on you're good at your your no, 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 no. if, 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 if vlaovic was moses in the desert what was raspadori no, raspadori was like that film <laughs> on the desert island uh, with uh, what was his tom name hanks. tom hanks tom hanks, hanks. <laughs> tom yeah. hanks on, the, on the island yeah. robinson crusoe i mean it's just like you know without friday um it's just like no it's it's just it, it was it was it was turgid it was, it was just unwatchable um and 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 Matsari, look i get that at the end of the season this point could be important but and i get that they are they're decimated and they're lacking players but for the love of god 
try at least. Yeah, they're without Osim and Kvaratsky, we have to acknowledge that. That that's obviously whether you've got no patterns of play, which they don't, since Matsari's come in, they've got no attacking patterns of play. Osiman and Kavara are going to do stuff. Own, they're going to do, yeah. do stuff on their own to, to yeah, all between Sinyan themselves. Was also, yeah, was, was but suspended. you can't create. Yeah, yeah, never You can't create and threaten no. this this little as Napoli have against Inter and Lazio in these two mm. games. And the thing is, it's not magically against smaller teams. It's going to be a different types of games because Napoli can't play. You know, with their defense so deep and 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 sitting back, they're going to have to come out and play. And then when that happens, and the defensive issues maybe start to materialize. I mean, they failed to score in eight of the fourteen games. I'm sorry, that was Patrick Kendrick tweeted that yesterday. I mean, that's 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 with, with the attacking quality that Napoli have got. They've got one win in six games. These numbers, I've said it. I don't know how many times I have to say it, these numbers aren't getting Napoli into the top four. Because those yeah. ma- numbers aren't magically going to just improve. They don't just, that's not how football works. They don't just magically, all of a sudden, things just fall into place when you're not seeing any signs of it. Um, and the good thing for Napoli is they're still in striking distance of four. Fiorentina have lost. Uh, I think, uh, how many points are they off the top four? Is it five off, off Atalanta, I believe? I think they're five points off Atalanta. So, you know. So, uh, who? who uh, Napoli. Napoli. Oh, oh, yeah. No, no, they're, uh, yeah, they're four points. Four points. So, I mean, they're yeah. well in striking distance. So, I don't know how that is possible, but, um, you know. And top fifth, four fifth, race. And fifth place might still top, get yeah. the Champions League, you know. But so I have to say, of in the last 10, 12 years, I can't think of a more. I mean, I'm, I'm going to look into this properly for for future episodes, but the 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 the, the, the total to finish f- fourth this year is going to be the lowest in a very long time. It could even be sixty points at this rate. <laughs> it's just, in, I mean, seriously, that's in, that's bad. That is mm. so bad. I mean, if they, if they don't even reach sixty points, then I, I think that, I think they'll reach even sixty. But I mean, if it keeps going as it is, it could soon be it could soon be sixty eight points. Could like I mean, at this point, at this rate, fifty fifty nine fifty eight. I mean, come on. Mm. I mean, Lazio. If we talk yeah. about Lazio a bit now, oh, um, just just to finish off on Napoli, can I just say one other thing? Napoli have gone from the best and most expensive team to watch in Serie A and maybe even in Europe to like the most <laughs> boring and and like the team that that are just just have no cohesion and 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 nothing at all it's quite incredible how it's gone like that in the space of 9 months isn't it how how is that even possible i don't know what it just goes to show how important it is to to have a to have good people working at a club like a mm. coach like a sporting director like you know someone it's not just about it's not just the, the players yeah it's no it's not just the players it's not just the owners you need you need everyone in synergy moving in the right direction and in napoli since they won the scudetto there's been none of that it's been one owner who thinks he's god and uh, everything he does, you know, it's him. He won, he won the Scudetto for Napoli. Who cares about the coach? Who cares about the sporting director? Screw everyone. I'm I'm the best ever. Well, congratulations, Aurelio. You destroyed your own beautiful creation that you were the, you know, you assembled with your money and contacts. But you destroyed it because your arrogance got in the way. And he's kind of already admitted that when he apologized and said, I'm the one who's responsible for it. Because it's it's genuinely, it's, it's it, I mean, again, in these last five years, Napoli were by far the best in the best position to cr- open a winning cycle of all teams who've won the Scudetto. And they, are, end up, and they will end up the season being the worst title defender. Yeah, well, they're ninth. They're ninth at the moment. They're ninth. Ninth, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. I don't even know what to say to that. And it's all they lost was Kim Min Jae. 
in terms of squad players. Mm-hmm. But every every other situation, it's because the you didn't hire a sporting director when you knew Giuntoli wanted to leave. You dragged that out. You didn't hire a proper replacement for Spalletti. And and you and the, and the funny thing is he boasted about it himself, saying, you know, I I wanted to sack him on the spot when I appointed him, and he said he didn't watch us last season. Well, shouldn't you have known that before appointing him? I mean, uh, I don't know what no, to say. No, no, we could uh, be here all night dissecting the post mortem of of, uh, of, of Napoli, right? And um, I feel bad for Napoli fans. They deserve better. They really deserve better. It's, oh, of course, it's it's just it's it's it's, it's embarrassing how for them because they were so happy about it they finally had they finally won that scudetto they finally reached that promised land and they had they were in such a good position to open up a winning cycle and it's instead it's just sunk like the titanic yeah no for sure lazio just a few words on them um like you said i agree lazio at least did try to 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 play for the win in this game but as we have seen for for much of the season their attack is is lacking in quality it's not the same attack as they mm. had and Tati uh, Castellanos yeah, no, who started yeah, because Immobile was suspended <clears throat> he hasn't done enough to to suggest that he can succeed him either either now or for the future has he um he's 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 because I, I I thought he showed some decent signs at the start of the season but he hasn't yeah he, he hasn't done it Philippe Anderson has has who actually I thought was was one of the better players in this game has he's dipped a lot this season. I mean yeah. you see that in his output. Look at the number of goals and he's only yeah. got two goals this season. He's had a horrible season. Now his contract runs out this summer. I don't understand. I don't want to make this about Juventus. I don't understand why Juventus are in talks to sign him on a free transfer. <laughs> I mean he he he's on he seems on the slide for me and the fact that he's yeah. turning thirty one by the end of the season. It doesn't make much sense to me. It's because Juve are in a financial predicament. A lot of people keep, you know, banging on about why don't Juve sign this, that, and the other. What are they going to do? They're literally in a mess financially. That's fine, but again, why thirty-one-year-old go for? You know, they've got players like Yildiz. Carry on on that kind of way of doing things. You know, Mm. I mean, not not a thirty-one-year-old who looks like he's on the slide and has got two goals. Uh, And then also Mm. Isaacson. I don't. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he hasn't scored in in Serie A this season, and so. You know, it's it's uh, that, well, that's he got what, one goal. I don't think he scored. In, I think he scored in the. In the I think cup. he scored in the Europa League or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The other no, he thi- scored in the Serie A actually oh, against Frosinone against Frosinone when they won three one. Okay, he scored one and made an assist. Mm. Okay, there you go. So he's only got one goal. <laughs> the same yeah, number as same number as Anthony at Manchester United, who got his first. He got his first uh, his first goal. Oh, but uh, they paid a little bit more for Anthony than than yes, yeah. just hundred million. So let's be let's be fair here. Let's be fair. Yeah. Um, um, the other the other point I wanted to make though, while we're on this point, this season Serie A hasn't been good for no. offensive and expansive football among the big clubs because we that's what been one of the most refreshing things about Serie A that Serie A had become like the season the the the, the the, the league for the neutrals because there was more goals than any other league for, for a number of seasons in a row, but also like the offensive players. Now this season, I mean, Juventus, of course, under Allegri, we know that's their style of play, but Napoli, Lazio, Roma under Mourinho, of course, we hope that will change now under De Rossi. And then Bologna as well are not really big scorers, even if they play, I think they do play lovely patterns. Um, there's a lot of teams, aren't there, at the, the top that are not really, not really playing the, the, the most exciting or don't have the most... Uh, potent attacks, we had, let's say. Well, which is really exam. That's a brilliant segue because we had four missed penalties this weekend mm. in the Serie A, and four missed four missed penalties. In in it was and and they were all really awful. 
Um, and I think, you know, I mean, of course, that's not, you know, that's not, you know, you can't really draw too many conclusions from that. But I do think it it adds to the thing that you've said to your argument, which I 100% agree with. I think in terms of overall quality in the final third this season, the Serie A has, has dropped, yes. I think that is, you know, you, you have individual players who've done great, like Lautaro, but overall, the attacking quality of the league is not what it was last year and the season before that. I think that's a very, very fair assessment. Very fair assessment. Yeah, OK. Um, Milan-Bologna, though, was a very exciting uh, game in terms of offence, though. 2-2, uh, really eventful match. Four goals, two penalties missed, an injury time equaliser and a red card in this game as well for Motta. Milan, of course, blow the chance to take advantage of the Juventus draw, injury time equaliser. We're, we're way over, so we're going to have to try and go through these as quickly as we can. Uh, I'll make some quick points on Milan first. Ruben Loftus-Cheek, from the positive point of view, yeah. uh, another two goals. That's four goals and an assist this month. He's having a great 2024 so far. So, well done. Uh, well done to I just him. have to raise my hand up on Ruben Loftus-Cheek. I, think he, I didn't think he was going to do as well as he's done. I didn't understand that signing, what he was supposed to do. I have my I raise my hands up and say I was completely wrong on that. He was he's been he's been so good for Milan and I he's 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 become a leader at Milan in that midfield and I didn't I didn't expect that at all. So well done. Well done on that signing. I think it's been one of the one of one of the few one of the highlights uh of, of the season for Milan. I think he's been. He has. He has. There was also a great shot from Reinders in this game that hit the, hit the mm, bar as well. Probably, there, there was some. There was some uh, definitely some offensive quality on show from from Milan mm. uh, this game, but unfortunately, they are let down by well two big two big points to make in terms of being let down let downs for Milan. First of all, the missed penalties. You missed two penalties in one game. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, come People on. People are angry at Pioli, but what is he supposed to do when your when your strikers miss when your when your players miss two penalties? I don't. I don't know. I can't blame a coach for a result when when you miss two penalties. I really can't. I really, really can't. What what else can he do? You create chances, you get penalties, and your players miss them. What else is he, what is he can't go out on the pitch and take them himself, can he? I mean, it's like what? What? I mean, you, do you know what I mean? Like it's Giroud has generally had a good record on penalties, but he has missed two really costly ones this season, hasn't he? The Champions League one was massively mm. costly against Dortmund, and then mm. this one as well. And then Teo misses as well. And then Teo misses as well, and then and then scores the rebound, know. but but yeah. but it doesn't count because I think that's a not. stupid rule. By the way, if you hit the post, it shouldn't count as a, like another touch. I mean, it's not like anybody will ever deliberately shoot at the post will they <laughs> no but it should be but it but i mean you're already i think i think it's actually a good rule because you're already at such an advantage to the goalkeeper towards the goalkeeper when you're on a penalty yeah that's fair that that you mean it's 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 unfair the penalty the, the goalkeeper has zero chance then i mean you know you might as well just actually give yeah I, I i yeah you know what actually i you've com- i agree with that actually it's yeah. already it's already too. I you know my view. I would get rid of yeah. penalties because I think they're too no, much. You want to no, you you ruin the game with your circus popcorn <laughs> MLS penalties. Eagles, the MLS penalties that are just I I die every time. Every time someone sends that to me, I literally <laughs> die on the inside. Like how can Carlo want this? Like what, it's like literally. Do why do you hate football? <laughs> I just don't want penalties. I think they're too much of a reward for for for, mm. for incidences that are 0.8 chance of scoring from a, mm. from an incident. But anyway, that's another debate in itself um Giroud again disappointing if we take his penalty I mean again not enough good or decisive performances over the last year he pulls out a great performance now and then but they're but they're not enough of them too few and far between and that just confirmed confirms what we've been saying that Milan definitely need a new nine number nine I think for next season 
And of course, the Milan defence, again, repeating ourselves, they're, they're, they're too easy to create chances again. They're too easy to play through. The defensive unit is not good enough. They don't defend the box well enough. The midfield doesn't protect the defence. Without Benacer, they have no defensive midfield, midfielder able to protect the defence. And the number of goals conceded is crazy for a team that's supposed to fight for the Scudetto. I think I said recently that they were, in the 2023 calendar year, they were, I think, fifth most in, from a Serie A team. And look at the number of goals. That's 25 goals conceded in 22 games. That's just, 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 you know, that's just way too many. Way too many. No, and, and Theo Hernandez defensively is, what's happened to him? What, what is going on? And again, Mike Mignon at the near post. It's mm. just, uh, it's it's weird. I, I don't know what is going on at Milan, but I think that, I, I like I said, I, and I, I'll, I'll explain this so people say, oh, you're contradicting yourself. No, I'm not. Because I think that it's time for Pioli to leave because he's been there for almost five years. I think it's time. At some point, you need to refreshen things. And I feel that although the team still reacts to him, I do think they need that kind of spark again. You know what I mean? Like that kind mm. of vitality to kickstart everything. Because I don't think that Pioli has been has failed at Milan. Far from it. I think he'll go down in history as one of a Milan hero because of what he did. Look at where Milan were. Look at where Milan are. Look at what he did, what he brought them to. Look at the young every player he's developed, the young players, everything he's done. I think he deserves nothing but praise. But I think mm. after five years... It's time for a fresh start. Yeah, it's a Five missed opportunity. A yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's a missed opportunity for Milan because I mean they win this game, then they they fall, to, they go to five points behind Juventus, <clears> and then into Juventus this weekend. I mean, they whatever happens involved. this weekend, whether Juventus whether Juventus get the result or Inter get the result, or it's a draw, they're going to be gaining on one of them. So at least one of them, if not both of them, yeah. and then all of a sudden, yeah, maybe they can they can edge their way back in. I don't think they get they will because, like we said, these issues are are are, are holding them back. Um, Bologna though point of view uh, Bologna big games this season um, we've said it before but this confirms it yet again they've drawn they've, they haven't lost all their, their all their three away games they've played now against the big three and they, they haven't lost to any of them they've drawn all of them Milan, Inter and Juventus and of course beat Inter in the Coppa drawn with well, Napoli uh, beat, beat Roma, cool. Lazio and Atalanta they've only lost one game to a big team this season which was Milan on the first game of the season Hmm. Their record away from home is impressive for me. Hmm. Uh, you know, against Juve uh, and now Milan uh, and Milan and Inter. I mean, at the San Siro, they haven't lost this season. They, they've won, they've won once and drawn two in in Coppa Italia and Serie A, and, and that's impressive um, for, for me. And, and Zirkse, look, he, <laughs> yeah, I, he won me over. Like it's been a continuous process, but after this game. Yeah, great, I, great he goal. Won yeah. Me over. Yeah. He won, no, it's not just a goal, the performance. It's yeah. just he that he missed a sitter in the first half, um, oh, in the second half. But what he did to create that space for himself was mental. That is, there's not very many players in the world that can do that. The technique and first touch that he showed creating that space for himself. Okay, the finishing you can always work on. Yeah, that. he's not the clean it doesn't strike the ball as cleanly as I would like for for no. for a top no, he top doesn't. striker. So no. that that's where he needs to improve. But yeah, But it's not but but it's but the fact but the, but his technique and first touch, that's something you can't teach. That's something No, he has have. unique he has a unique skill set. There's no doubt about that. For such a big guy to be that good technically holding the ball up, being I, able to I bring think Milan I think Milan should move heaven and earth to sign this guy. 
like <laughs> he should play for if if there was a young I mean if you follow the the checklist of what Milan look for in players I think Zirkse hits everyone but unfortunately we know that Bayern Munich has like what a 40 minute 40 million buyback clause they do them. They do. So, the problem, the thing is with Bayern Munich is, look, he's not going to play for Bayern Munich because Harry, no. Harry Kane has, has got that nailed. So, but, so you know, you buy him. Or it's not Zerksy doesn't have a say in it because they've got a buyback. But, yeah. you know, you buy him. He's not going to want to be a... Does he want to be a backup for Bayern? Probably not. So what do they do? Do they buy him and then just sell him on for a profit? Yeah, I think which, they which will. Which is what they could I think do. They will. I think they will. And that's why I think it's... And, then that, and then that rules out the Italian teams. So. Well, of course. Yeah. For, if you buy someone for 40 million euros, <laughs> they want to sell them for 50, 60. There's yeah. no chance that no Italian club can pay that kind yeah, of money. Just, just quickly, Nima, um, the penalties. Yeah. Um, can the you first just give one, an explanation here? Or? Yeah, because the first one uh, is the one that is the contentious one. The second one is... If that that's clear, one of the clearest penalties of the year. Put 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 his fingers in, in Leao's eyes in the penalty area. I mean, eye gouging is not allowed, even though it's expressly not in the laws of the game. But the first penalty is is was was I was confused by that because Simon Kier goes down. But I spoke to Alessandro Arbizzani, who's originally from the Monza branch of the uh, Italian Referees Association. He works as uh, in the National Development Panel for Football Australia. Um, and uh, he, uh, he, he explained that even though it's not explicitly in the lose, uh, laws of the game about these situations, uh, he says it's he, he he says it's the weirdest loophole in the laws of the game. It's not a foul as the head shouldn't be there, but these fouls are always called called as it's a hit to the head with a boot. Um, uh, it, it, I mean, it's what we get told and shown at seminars as it's an interpretation, as the laws never specify this type of challenge. But the directions we get from up top is when challenging for the ball, foot to head, yellow card, studs to head face red card doesn't matter how it happens uh pretty pretty much and that's why it's a loophole there's no clear direction in the laws of the game about it um but football fans obviously myself included know this isn't a foul but the interpretations and directions we're given to apply the law is that regardless it's always a foul okay so so it's you know, and that's what I was referring to earlier. That it depends on the on the on the instructions they get told. We want you to interpret the rules in this way. Here, it's clear: you're always responsible for your foot, no matter what happens. Okay. All right. Well explained. Um, right. Just just quickly, uh, just round up the other games. So first of all, Atalanta win again against Udinese two nil. There, when we're talking about the top four race and maybe not reaching sixty points, well, Atalanta definitely will if they continue this form. Eight yeah. wins and a draw in their last ten. De Ketelaer, two assists. Schemacher uh, got a much-needed goal, first goal in a long, long time. Um, so Atalanta doing great. I just just wanted to get your quick thoughts because the very, very stinging criticism from Gasparini before the game of Schemacher, mm. just confirming everything that that, mm. that, 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 I, that I said, because yeah. I, I think I was one of the first, maybe the first to, to yeah, really pick up on, on his lack of movement, movement and his lack of yeah. running and saying so, that it's yeah, just not good static. enough. And now static. I'm seeing others pick it up and Gasparini said it himself. He said, he said before the game that... Skamaka's movement and running is not good enough, and if he doesn't improve, then he's not going to make it as a as a top, you know, as a as a player that we believe he should become. Uh, what did you make of What did you make of Gasparini saying that? Do you think that's just a I cry, think... kind of a last desperate kind of cry for him to to to? But look, I don't ever think Skamaka was. He's a big guy. I don't understand. Like he's not. He's never been 
like Lukaku or Teram. He's not a pacey guy. He's not a, very that dynamic. He's not Petania. He's more. He's more move. He's more dynamic than Petania. But he's not that guy. I've never seen that in his game. So if 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 Gasperini is ha- is moaning publicly about that, then why the hell did he sign him to begin with? It makes no sense well, to me. Maybe, not Duvan he, maybe he thought that's something that he can work on. I mean, I mm, mean, well, I, I think it was pretty evident that the player doesn't have those characteristics well, at all. Well, it I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's Petania, but what I'm saying is he's not as dynamic. He was never that dynamic. He's, he moves, but that's not. He's not going to be that high. I think. I think there's Duvan two Zapata. issues for me. Like one, the pressing. Like there, there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to press. I mean, Lukaku is lazy. It was he used to, Tuchel? One of the main reasons Tuchel really didn't like Lukaku is because he was didn't press well. He didn't. He was lazy. I don't think it's laziness. I think his body's too. He, it's he's, he's a big guy. It takes a lot. As Latan was the same in his entire career. He was never a player like that either. And that's why a lot of people say he failed. That you know, why Guardiola was also unhappy with him in Barcelona. Like you don't be, these big guys. It takes a lot out. Okay, of Okay, well that's one team. thing. The other thing is. And, and this is something that you cannot teach. Uh, and this this is just your game intelligence, your your football IQ, and your your game understanding of knowing how to to make runs, to make little movements, where to be, where to position yourself uh, with little little darting runs, near post runs, far post runs. Just you know that kind of that kind of running, that kind of movement. And Schumacher just just he just doesn't he does he's just too static. He just stands still all the time. He doesn't seem to to make little the right kind of runs, the right kind of movements, uh, and th- that for me is the bigger concern uh, with, with Skamaka. And I think that's what also what Gasparini, I think, because Gasparini is, is a master, one of the masters in terms of spatial awareness and spatial understanding, and you know using the space. And I don't think Skamaka knows how to to use the space. He you know he can come deep and pick up the ball lay it off, hold it up. He's really good. But the overall use of the space, I just don't think he's, yeah, he's just not good enough with it. And I I found that interesting. I I don't think think Gasparini would have said it unless he wasn't desperate. I don't think you come out and say that publicly unless you're desperate for him to to try and force Mm. him to change. Yeah, He's scored scored a good finish in in this game anyway. He did. Um, Charles de Ketteler is now on six assists. Um, and he's the second, like tied for second with Mikitarian Dybala and Felipe Anderson for assists wow. behind Turam and Giroud. So, you know, he's unlocked the, the Kettler, but we kind of expected that, didn't we? That he was going to do well at Atalanta. The Kettler, I did at least. I, 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 I wasn't sure how high a level he can get to, and I'm still not sure, to be honest. But, you know, you can't argue with those numbers. Uh, and mm. he's definitely, yeah, he's definitely... No, he's conscious. playing well. He's playing well. And you can see the, the, the his his uh, self-confidence is back. Yeah, technically, he's a very good player. He's got a very lovely left foot. And there's yeah. no doubt about but that. He, he, his confidence is back. You, you can tell uh, the, the kid isn't afraid of his own shadow like he was for two years at Milan. <laughs> like, he was literally, like, just scared to be there. He, he doesn't look like... Like one of the like Oliver Twist in one of the musicals where he's going up to the guy asking for more Please, food. Sir. <laughs> Please, sir, can I have some more? Like that was the body and that was the energy the Kettler had for two years mm. at Milan. That's not that's not that's over now. Yeah, he, he's ha- he he looks co- he looks confident. He looks mm. um, like a player that believes in himself. And and it's nice. Maybe, maybe you know some players can't cut it at bigger big clubs like Milan, Inter, Juve. They, you know Atalanta 
that level is their is their level and, and doesn't mean they can't be good players or fantastic players even we have we had Papo Gomez for example Ilicic you know they you know these are great players so I think Atalanta is a very good environment and, and I'm happy for him because I think he got so so slated and I felt so bad for him that I'm, I'm happy he's doing well yeah the rest of the games uh, I'll just read out the results so Calori one Torino two Zapata was really good in this game um Genoa to Lecce one seven unbeaten for Genoa. They're in really good form, while Lecce are in terrible form. Mm. and need to start looking over their shoulder a little bit. Uh, Monza- one win in twelve games for Lecce. One, one in twelve. Win. Okay, I mean that's worrying. That is, yeah. That's very worrying. Yeah, Mon- Monza one Sassuolo nil. Uh, first Colpani goal for over two months. And Sassuolo stay in stay in trouble. They also need to look over their yeah. shoulder. Sassuolo. I wonder at what point Sassuolo will fire Dionisi. Because mm. they are, I mean, I'm looking at the relegation race now, and between Empoli in 19th on 17 points and Lecce on 14th with 21 points, tight, yeah, very Sassuolo tight. are on have 19 points. That's yeah. nowhere good enough. I don't. At what point will they get rid of Dionisi and bring someone in who can do something? Because it's getting the fire. It's it's not just an alarm bell going off. There's a lot of things like they need to deal mm. with this. And because they can get relegated, it's not impossible. It's absolutely not, you know, impossible that they get relegated, and they don't deserve to. I think their squad is too good to be relegated. But if you're not delivering the results, and Dionisi is just their defense is atrocious. Yeah, no, it is. It is and Verona won, Frosinone won, so Verona get a valuable point. And well, but they missed the, missed the penalty, and they should have probably won here because yeah. if they'd won, they'd have twenty points. Um, and, and I think, mm. I, I mean, if, if Verona pull off... Mm. Well, they move out of the relegation zone. Udinese... Yeah. Um, I think Marco Baroni should be named the coach of the year in the Serie A if he manages to get Ver- say, keep Verona safe after this. I mean, look at their squad, the fire sale that's going on right now, which we went through on the the reasons why we, through, we went through on the Thursday pod for, for patrons only. Mm. It's a horrible squad. And if he manages to keep them safe, which I don't think he will, but if he does, just give him the award for Serie A Coach of the Year because that is that's an incredible no. I mean, are they even going to have a team to field the way that they're going? <laughs> they're going to have to play the the the, the kit man. They're going to but only will have to come on yeah. himself. Like, yeah. I mean, Romeo and Juliet not. are going to have to play at this rate. Ain't <laughs> <I mean, laughs> got anybody, uh, right? Um, right. We were going to talk about uh, Klopp and Xavi. I'm going to leave that to Thursday because we've gone mm. way way over. We'll have a good debate on that on Thursday. Look at kind of which Italian managers and Serie A managers could potentially replace them and look at uh, who could uh, who could be the new bosses those are big mm. news after they both announced they're leaving uh, at the end of the season at Liverpool and Barcelona um, Baggio let's do Baggio Premface and Serie A ass of the week okay so Baggio of the week uh, I have a couple written on go here it. go for it so first of all I want to talk about the Cagliari tribute to Gigi Riva oh, who sadly so died last beautiful. week at the age of 79 legend we did a go to our YouTube page we did a nice little commemoration of him talking about his career and he uh, the, so the Cagliari players in their in their match um, at the weekend they wore a replica kit of the 1970 squad mm-hmm. uh, in the warm-up um, then during the actual game they, they moved the sponsorships from the shirts and they replaced with Riva's number 11 Mm. Uh, and the, uh, when the team sheet was read out, Gigi Riva number eleven was added onto the end, for, to, to, which re- re- resulted in a stand innovation. Um, and his son, uh, Gigi Riva's son, was in the stands um, as well. And um, they, 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 they 
came out to, onto the pitch to the to a Gigi Re- a famous Gigi Reva song, um, and there was some there was banners, there was a minute silence in all Serie A B, Serie B and Serie C games, and in the eleventh minute they actually stopped play and they did a did a, a round of applause um, with Reva's image on the on the on the screen. Um, so it was just, uh, I thought it was just really, be- like you said so many times, so well, like Italian. nobody honours their, their heroes like the Italians nobody. do. Uh, and that's and Italian do. football is unmatched and unrivaled for praising their heroes. Um, no matter, like they never forget. And they, they always, they never forget who's brought glory to them uh, for as long, forever, even long past that person's life. And they pay tribute to that person like no one else does. It's it's truly one of the most beautiful aspects of Italian football. Yeah, it really is. Um, the other badger of the week is not a football one. It's no, a, it's a sporting it. one though, and you it's have to give it. And it's you Yannick Sinner uh, in the tennis. Uh, amazing, amazing achievement. Winning the Australian Open against Daniel Medvedev after an epic comeback. I watched this, and it was mm. an incredible, incredible game. You come from two sets down where Medvedev was was really dominating him. Uh, it looked like it was going to be over. And then he showed Yannick Sinner is is your kind of Austrian-German kind of Italian. Like he is... He's the North, isn't he? Like from the Yeah, Alps, he's from wherever, the... Yeah. yeah, he's from the from the border. And he's the Austrian border. And he's, he's so like... The guy is like an Iceman. He shows no emotion at all. Mm. Uh, and he's... he. I mean, amazing comeback. He's the first Italian male to win a Grand Slam in 48 years. He's the first Italian to win the Australian Open and he's the only the second Italian to win a Grand Slam in the, in the Open era. Um, so it's just an incredible achievement for Italian sport. And he is uh, he's also a big Milan fan as well. Yeah, he is. Huge he was Milan at, fan. Yeah, he, he goes to games, doesn't he? <laughs> like he? Yeah, he went to watch the Dortmund game, yeah. the one we said where Giroud yeah. missed the penalty. He was at, yeah. the, at the San Siro yeah. for, for that game. Yeah, and he's a lovely guy as well. He's a he's a really really lovely guy. From anybody that that the people that I know that work in the tennis world, they all say that he's just the, the most loveliest mm. person. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's a great great achievement. So well done to Yannick Sinner. And I think he can actually become because Djokovic isn't getting any younger, um, and there's going to be a vacuum after Nadal, Federer, and all these guys, these legends. I think Yannick Sinner could could dominate tennis for for years to come. He's got no real weaknesses in his game and. He's, he looks, his body is so, he's, he's like Osiman in that sense that he looks so soft. Like his, he just, he, he moves, his movement on the, on the, on the tennis court is so relaxed and smooth and silky. And, and it just, it, he, he's he, a he massive so hitter. He's, he's, he's yeah. a massive hit in the back. But it looks so effortless. I mean, just look at the match point, the championship point that he, that, yeah, that what a way to up. win. What a way I to mean, win. boom. Like yeah. it was, no, it was, it was. So no, he's fantastic. I think the, the thing is that I actually think Sinner has a lot of room even to improve still. That's yeah, why I does. think it's scary because I think that he's a, he's an amazing baseline Absolutely. player, but he's also in some ways he's quite one dimensional. Like I do believe like, you know, he can improve his drop shots. He can improve mm. his, his use of spins, like slowing yeah. the game down. He can, yeah. he can come to the net more. He can, I mean, his serve has already improved, but he can improve his, like his serve percentage is quite low, actually, for a top player. And he, like, mm. if he improves his, his serve percentage, like, I think he has the, like, the, the, the I think there's a big room for improvement yeah, there. Agree. I do I think, agree. though, yes, I agree. I think him and Carlos Alcaraz, I think those are going to be yeah. like the, the Federer and Nadal yeah. of, of their, of their, generation. of their generation. I'm not saying yeah. that they're going to be as good as them necessarily, yeah. but I'm, I'm saying that they're going to be the two dominant 
Um, there's going to be a big rivalry, I think, between those two. I think. I think they're, yeah. both, they're both fantastic. Um, right, prem face of the week. Are you, oh, I have you have so to take many. this away because this is so I have good. so many. I have so many. Um, first of all, last week, the greatest, the biggest racism scandal in all of football that everyone was talking about everywhere was Mike Mignon and the monkey chants and the racist chants against hurled at him from from certain sections of the Udinese crowd. And look, if if Mike Mignon was some low league, you know, Serie C, barely professional football, I can understand why you might get his name wrong. But he's only the starting play goalkeeper for France, and he's only the starting goalkeeper for Milan. How Gary Lineker managed to call him Steve Mannion is <laughs> beyond me. I don't even know what. What? When I saw that, and Steve Mannion, and he says it with such conviction too, and it's like I I just couldn't stop laughing. Amazing, Steve Mannion. I can explain what happened here. I can explain what happened. Really think so? This is this is what you call. I don't know, man. I I don't know. I don't know if I want to go there, but let's just just, let me just say this. He's. I tell you what's happened, right? He's mixed up Steve Mandanda and Mike Mignon. That's what's happened here. You can you can call that whatever you want. Uh, it's a mistake, okay? You can call that just a mistake, right? Harm, you know, just a, a, a harmless mistake. He's mixed up Steve Mandanda and Mike Mignon. They're both they're, they're both goalkeepers. They're both black French goalkeepers. Steven Mannion, and, said, not and he's, Steve. he's mixed Steven the, he's mixed Mannion. the two up. That's my that's. Yeah. That's just my opinion, right? I'm not saying that's a fact. That's that's what I think he's done there. He's mixed. Yeah, a lot of people he's said mixed. That. He's mixed the two up uh, unconsciously, right? That's all I'm going to say. Um, you know, but I mean, it's hilarious. It is hilarious. But I wonder if 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 Gary Lineker has been beaten this week by the ridiculous overreaction of Liverpool fans to Jurgen Klopp leaving. <laughs> Have you seen some of this nonsense online? Listen I can imagine. To no, no, no. You need I saw they want a statue for him. No, no, no. no they no. want a stand. You, they want the stand you renamed. You need to listen to this because this is an actual post from a Liverpool fan uh, forum. This is insane. I just went down to my lad's school. He's eight because I felt like I had to tell him in person before some blurt on the playground told him. As soon as I got out of the car, I literally sprinted towards his classroom. And just as I turned the corner to get there, I saw him and all his class came out. I knew right away when we locked eyes that he'd already find out. Just pure sadness in his eyes. And it just killed me. And I dropped to my knees, sobbing my heart out. He rushed over to me and just hugged me with all he had, and he was crying his eyes out too. And then this is the part that ended me. How do you explain something like this to an eight-year-old? How do you make it better? Oh, my God. Oh, my. He's home now, took him out early, and we're both just a mess. Like Like someone's died in the family. It's just like, (laughs) I, 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 I have no words for this. Jurgen Klopp just resigned. That's how do you explain this to an eight-year-old that someone changes his job? Are you insane? Are you have you people lost your bloody minds? Uh, this is the most ridiculous, and and it's just been non-stop. It's this is cult behavior. This is this is not. This is Liverpool. This is, this is what normal. Liverpool fans are like, though, aren't they? They're, this they're, is insane. This is this is genuinely insane, and it's just like it's it's messages like this. Over and over, I'm stunned. I have no words. Oh, that's pretty. There is, first of all, there's no way that's true. 
<laughs> no, you don't know Liverpool fans, Nimmer. Trust me, it that's can't true. Be true. Trust it me, can't that's true. Be true. This, li- it this, be true. this is Liverpool fans. This is what Liverpool fans are like. Trust me. <laughs> Jesus oh Christ on a cracker! Like it just, uh, it just. Mm. I, I don't know. Talking about I mean, fans, West Brom and Wolves fans in the FA yeah. Cup. Did you? See that? This is a different type of prem face. This yeah. is your your prem face yeah. fan yeah. hooligan type of yeah. prem face hooligan. The West well, people Brom- should know that West Brom and Wolverhampton hate each other. Oh, of course, yeah. So it's like a derby, like a rivalry, yeah, isn't it? They hate, yeah. And so it's it's one of those hate games. Like Midlands, yeah. Midlands yeah. derby. But yeah. West Brom fan with his face completely covered in blood. Like mm. he was a like bald, bald slaphead. Like, and it's just red. He's just completely all red. And he's being led away by police uh, onto the pitch, through the pitch. When the game got got uh, suspended for over 30 minutes due to crowd trouble and they were all coming onto the pitch and uh, the, it was like watching like 1980s it was like hey, it was like, like hey sell like talking yeah. about Liverpool fans it was like watching like you know when the the, 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 the worst of the 1980s of English football where yeah, the hooligans are just fighting with each other coming onto the pitch yeah. and when that fan is getting that fan is getting led off the Wolves fans are singing let him die let him die let <laughs> him die Christ. I mean Jesus Christ it's just that is just that is, that's that your is, fanatical yeah. kind of like yeah. extremist hooligan prime face yeah. you know they're kind of and then they'll blame it on the police afterwards they'll blame it on the police and bad organisation <laughs> rather than blame it on the fans they'll say oh it was the police's fault they were heavy handed and, and they were and they were better, and it was badly organised by the authorities this wouldn't have happened yeah. if, the, if it had been well organised yeah. these fans wouldn't have done this and you know <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant. Also, uh, Prem face. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of this would be serious of the week, but it's an England England version of it. Yeah. Oh, this was hilarious. I mean, I shouldn't laugh at this because because it's it's actually a very serious issue. So Anthony, of course, is is um, you know is has I don't know if he's still under investigation for for uh, abuse of his of his. Really? Uh, of, uh, I've missed this story entirely. Um, the marital abuse or, or his girlfriend. I've, miss, I've missed this completely. Okay. Story. Well, he yeah. he got he got Manchester United actually didn't suspend him, but he was like, uh, well, okay. they, they didn't pick him for a while earlier in the okay. season under investigation. Uh, and well, anyway, so he gets obviously fans will, will chant, at, you know, will, will do chants. So Man United are playing against Newport, and anyway, the BBC commentator is. It starts talking, starts explaining how the the crowd uh, are doing a chant against uh, against Anthony, but he thinks it's a positive chant. So the BBC commentator goes, "Oh, so at the moment the the the, the fans are chanting, Anthony is the greatest. Anthony oh is the God. greatest." And while he's saying it, you can hear the fans in the background, and you can clear, clear you can hear clearly. But they're not saying Anthony is the greatest. Oh they're saying God. they're saying another word that that, that is kind of rhymes <laughs> with greatest. And the commentator, the the the, the commentator is going. They're saying Anthony is the greatest. They're chanting Anthony is the greatest. And then he stops and pauses and he goes, Oh, oh no, oh no, they're not saying that. Uh, they're saying something else. Uh, I'd like to apologise to everyone that, that heard that. Oh heard that. I feel bad for the commentator. It was that, like, oh, that's a have nightmare. you ever seen Alan Partridge? You ever watched yeah, it? I, I, it was I, like I, Alan Partridge. It was like, it was just... Oh, my God. It was just like... Oh, God, I feel bad for the commentator. That's such a... Oh, my God. It's so bad. Poor guy. No, that can if, happen to just everyone. Just please, else. everyone, what, listen to this video. It's, it's, I, I know like it's not something you really should be laughing at, but it's, it's, it was... 
it was hilarious. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that is hilarious to be a poor commentator. I feel bad for him, man. That is, that's like commentator's nightmare, and like that's the worst nightmare that can happen. <laughs> Jesus, poor guy. <laughs> as if they'd be chanting Anthony is the greatest. I mean, that, I mean, it's such a common chance, isn't it, that people chant out Anthony is the greatest. I mean, I mean, for, for one, he's not. He scored his first goal of the season, <laughs> so he clearly isn't the greatest. Oh dear! But, oh my god! Um, right, finally, Serie Ass of the Week. Mm. People, yes, it, it was a, Yeah, you go. You take yeah, it it's the official one, Serie A Twitter account. <laughs> So Inter win the uh, the Supercoppa, didn't they, last Monday? Yeah. And uh, the Serie A put out a, a congratulations tweet and they do one for for for, for Pippo Inzaghi, who won his, like, 1,000th Supercoppa. And, <laughs> and, they, and they, they write, you know, congratulations to Pippo Inzaghi. I can't remember what the quote it was. But was anyway. it Pippo or Simone? Wasn't, didn't they get Simone right? But they, 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 mis- they just misspelled his name. So he wasn't people. Oh, it wasn't people. Sorry, I'm 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 Premin now. Yeah, it was Simone Inzaghi. Premin, Premin. Congratulations to Simone Inzaghi winning his 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 fifth Supercoppa. But they 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 misspelled his name. They they called him Inzaghi. I mean, it's just this is this is just what drives me mad. This is everything. My favorite part is that they didn't even edit the tweet because they can because they're verified and they paid (sighs) to be on Twitter, so they didn't even edit it. Instead, they did a follow up tweet (laughs) and said, "Of course, we mean Inzaghi." It's like, oh god, just edit it. I mean, everybody's looking at this. Yeah, it's like you know. Yeah, this is your congratulations tweet for for a team winning a trophy. You're the official Serie A account. Spell the guy's name right. But if you mistakenly spell it wrong, delete it and put another one in. Or if you've actually got the yeah, ability man. to edit it, then but just I've, edit I've, it. Oh, one one last uh, Prem Phase 2. The official TNT in England, uh, when Lautaro scored yesterday um, and said he equals Mauro Icardi's uh, tally of the of Inter's all-time greatest goal scorer. <laughs> Oh. I just saw that. I just remember that now. I was like, okay, well done. Wikipedia. I mean, li- literally, wiki- these 90% of these issues can be handled if you just Google properly. Just Google it for five minutes. Yeah. Just, just literally spend 30 seconds on Google, and you know you won't be making these mistakes. Mauro Icardi. Oh, my God. Yeah, he equaled Mauro Icardi as Inter's all-time greatest goal scorer. They're like eighth. <laughs> like, it's just... yeah. Yeah, they are. They're joint, they're joint seventh, yeah. Yeah. It's like... Seventh okay, and eighth, thanks. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like... Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. No, it's 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 been... No, but for me, I, I wonder if the Liverpool fans' reaction to Klopp is not... Like, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like it. it that is just... I, I couldn't believe some of the stuff. It's like... I'm start, I've never understood quite why people dislike them as much as they do. Even when I lived in the UK and studied, I didn't get why people... Mm. They couldn't stand them, but I'm starting to now because mm. some of the stuff that they've come up with this season. No, it's mad. It's mad. I mean, it's they're treating they're treating it like someone's died. You know, like like like, a, like someone close, like a member of the family's died. We have a joke in England, like among kind of like the Italian Italian uh, uh, kind of like people of Italian yeah. heritage, Italian population, that people in England treat their pets better than they treat their own parents. You know, like they'll 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 they'll, 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 they'll give it like their pet dies, and they'll like you know 
give it a funeral and they'll mourn for like months and then like one of their own like their own parents die or one of their own member of their own family and they'll like you know (laughs) they won't they won't be mourning like they were when their pet died you know with liverpool fans it's like that on steroids like it's just but this isn't normal he just resigned because he's tired and he's going to end the season and they're acting as if some catastrophe of biblical proportions has occurred it's the end of a cycle he's almost been there for 10 years it's you know it's okay, you know. I, I, I don't know what I, I, I. It's just the reaction of it. We both. I went down on my knees on a children's playground, sobbing. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. You went down on something. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm on that crap. note, uh, let's call it a night. We'll call it a day. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, oh God, these are getting longer and longer. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and congrats. And, and yeah. And and, and and you know, we we really. <laughs> I hope people enjoyed this one. Oh, uh, the shouting match for twenty five minutes was must have been really entertaining to listen. No, to. I think I think this. I think I think people will definitely <laughs> enjoy this one. I'm certain of that. Um, okay, right. Let's leave it at that. We'll be back on Tuesday for the Q and A, and then on Thursday, <laughs> Thursday or Friday. Let's confirm that because it is transfer deadline day, but yeah. like it's been such a crap window, which is a reason why we'll we have do a reaction to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll do something, we'll do something yeah. but we yeah. might not even wait till the end of the window because I'll be honest, it's been such a terrible window, and, and that's why we haven't um, been been. Well, been there's not been that's to why talk we haven't about. been been getting the, the yeah. transfer journalists on because they're really. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just about. been such a terrible window. It's been pointless. Um, so, but yeah, we, we will do something like reviewing that and obviously looking forward to the weekend as well. Um, cool. Right. Let's leave it at that. Have a great week, everyone. We will see you on Tuesday for the Q&A. Until then, ciao, ciao.